This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about Him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Good afternoon. It is, uh, it's my joy to be with you today and to celebrate uh, Christmas, Christ coming into the world. Several years ago, my wife and I, Anna and myself, I'm Jason, I'm one of the pastors here. We were, at, uh, we were living in, in Kentucky a significant distance away from our parents and the places where we grew up. I was going to seminary and we were working there. And we were looking forward with great anticipation of heading home for Christmas. We could just see it. We were counting the days off. We were, we were giddy about getting ready to go home for Christmas. And then <clears throat> it was a cold, dark, stormy night. You ever have one of those nights? And I was on my way to work, and there was a tree that had come down in the middle of the road, and I ran into the tree. This was not our car, but it was close to it. <laughs> Looks something like that. All of our hopes, our anticipations were suddenly put on hold, like, what in the world are we going to do? How are we going to make it day to day, and how are we going to get home for Christmas? One of the things we began to do in that moment was we began to pray a, a very simple prayer, like, help, Lord. Uh, we don't know what to do. We've got all kinds of decisions now that we've got to make. We don't know what to do. How are we going to, how's all of this going to play itself out? Uh, in the midst of those days, a day or two later, we, we received a phone call from another couple who, who were also in seminary, but who had family who lived in that town. And they said to us, uh, we've heard about your predicament. And we would like to offer you the use of our car so you can go back to your families in Michigan. And we said, are, are, are you for real about this? Um, you haven't ridden with us. You haven't seen us drive. You sure about this? And they said, yeah, we, we are. We want you to do this. And so Christmas day, really early in the morning, about 5 o'clock, they showed up at our apartment with their car handed the keys to us. We got in it, and there was a uh, nice tin of, of warm brownies. And we headed off to see our families. In that moment, in that whole story, we, we had this great sense that God was close to us in a way that, well, in a way that sticks with you so much that it it reminds you, every time you come around Christmas, that story comes up in my own mind. That God is close to us, that God cares for us, that God sees us where we're at. That God came 
that God came down to earth to be with us and to be a light in our path that we walk. <clears throat> the past few weeks, past few weeks, we've been taking a look at the story of the Gospel of John, the opening verses, where John describes how God came down to earth, how God came into this world through the presence and the person of Jesus, through the presence of a little baby. <laughs> it's okay, let that baby talk. We heard on the text that was read for us there on the screen that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Eugene Peterson puts it this way in, in flowing language. He says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. You know, God moving into the neighborhood, moving to a place where he's alongside of us, he's with us, has been something that God has always wanted to do. It's been been a passion of who he is. He wants to be in communion with us, connected to us. In the opening pages of scripture, we find God walking with Adam and Eve in the garden until there's a moment where they go running away, hiding. And then in that moment, it seems like humanity's always hiding, but God thirsts to be with us. God thirsts to be close to us. At the end of scripture, we see another picture where God finally does bring all of humanity to a place where there's another garden and a garden that's in a city and God dwells with his people and his people long to dwell and rejoice that they get to dwell with God. But throughout the middle, the rest of the pages of scripture, we find there are moments when God comes close to his people and they, they know that he's present. One of the two uh, couple of ways where they really know that he's present is when he, he abides with them in the, the in the picture of a cloud by day and a fire, a pillar of fire at night. And yet there are moments, and there's moments in our lives when God seems distant, when God seems far away. And God knows that the Israelite people have that experience. And so he says, Luke says, when the time was right in the fullness of time, God came in the form of a human like you and like me. He took on flesh so that he could dwell with us. And John says, he has made him plain as day. Plain as day. And we get to see who God is when we take a look at Jesus. <clears throat> Even though we get to take a look at who God is when we take a look at Jesus. One of the things, uh, one of the lines that we sing in a, in a Christmas carol goes something like this. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. See, friends, each and every one of us from time to time have trouble seeing Jesus. Because we think if God was going to come in our midst, he would come in ways that would be really recognizable. Something that we could really see and get a grasp of. And yet, God comes to us veiled in the flesh. He looks like, like you and, and like me. He walks in our midst. And sometimes because we, we don't look at other people the way God looks at us, we miss him. But yet he's close to us. Recently, I was, I was leading a communion uh, celebration at one of our services on campus. And I didn't have enough hands. So I asked one of the guys in the front row, his name was Jimmy. I asked Jimmy to come help me. And I asked Jimmy to 
pick up the loaf of bread and to break it while I talked about what we were doing. And then he picked up the cup and he did that. And, and ever since we had that, that time together, every time I, I serve communion in that, in that service, Jimmy always helps me. And so he comes up and he breaks the bread and he holds the chalice and, and I talk about it. And last, the last time I did it, uh, we talked about life. We talked about where Jimmy was at after the service. And, and then Jimmy looked at me and he said, uh, he said, give me a hug, Jason. So he put his arms out and he gave me a hug. And, and then he stepped back just a minute. He says, Jason, I love you. And I thought for a minute, now Jimmy and I, we've, we talk in these little short increments like this, right? We don't have long conversations. We talk in short increments like this. How does Jimmy know enough to know that, that about me to say that he loves me? I really don't know. But this much I do know. That Jimmy's life has been open to God. And God is beginning to do a work in Jimmy's life. And the more I think on it, the more I wonder if God isn't trying to speak to me through Jimmy. See, because... The gospel writer says, and the hymn writer says, he's veiled in flesh. In flesh do we see Jesus, who walks up alongside of us. And he calls us his own. He calls us to follow him. Well, the writer also says that there's a particular way in which Jesus came to dwell in our midst, as he came to, to live among us. He talks about how Jesus came with truth and grace. I think we've got a text for that. He says, from, this, from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now grace is God's unmerited favor. God, uh, grace is God's ability to say, I love you, I care for you, I think there's something special about you. Grace is God announcing to the shepherds on the hillside, probably people that a lot of others in their own culture had written off God's grace is saying, I, I see you, I know you, I care about you. God's grace, God's favor is talking to the Magi who are way outside of the story of God as it was written and saying to those folks, I love you, I care about you. Know that I've done something incredible in your midst tonight. And then there's truth. And truth is Jesus' ability to live as, the, as a true human, true human being in all of the the trueness of what it means to be human. To love and to be loved. To, to love when you're not given love in return. To love your neighbor and your family member and your enemy. To love with the way that God loves the world. Jesus showed us what it was like to be truly human. And so many of us from time to time struggle with being truly human the way we're meant to be. Right? Oftentimes we put on masks and, or we hide behind uh, certain elements. But Jesus, John says, came with grace upon grace to call us to a place where we could, we could find grace and we could find truth. Christmas is a story where we find that grace and that truth at work and we're really open to it. And we see that God might have something for us. He may be calling us into something. Tomorrow morning, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how late you're going to sleep in. But I'm like a little kid. 
when it comes to Christmas. I like getting up early, I like making noise, and I like getting to presents early. And so I like to wake my house up with a song that was written by the, by the late Rich Mullins and Five Iron Frenzy. If you've never heard of them, you can Google them. They did it like this. Can we hear that song? Thanks. Uh, if you turn it on uh, really loud, really early in the morning, you may have people throwing pillows at you, something like that. But I'm like, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. In the middle of the song, in the chorus, there's this, uh, this is kind of how the chorus goes. You got to get up, you got to get up, you got to get up. It's Christmas morning. And then it, it's like a little kid. Did my sister get her baby doll? Did my brother get his bike? Did I get the red wagon, the kind that makes you fly? And then the writer says this, oh, I hope there'll be peace on earth. With some certainty, he says, I know there's goodwill toward men, on account of that baby born in Bethlehem. But right there, there's the question, oh, I hope there'll be peace on earth. You see, friends, God comes into our midst and, and he brings us peace. He announces peace to us. And the angels, they announce peace and they announce the glory of God and they announce that God's favor is, is given to all of us. And yet the song rightly asks the question, it begs the question, will we be people who, who have our hands open? Will we be people who are willing to be recipients of God's good news, of, of, his, of the gift of his son Jesus? Because if there's going to be peace on earth, it's not something that's just done magically, but it's done through people like you and me saying, come Lord Jesus Christ, come. Bring peace into this life of mine so that there may be peace on this earth that you love. If you've never done that tonight, my friends, we'd love to invite you, especially when you come to the communion table. If you've never opened up your life to Christ, we'd love to invite you to say yes to Jesus. And if you've done that before, there are moments in everybody's life in fact, there are daily moments where we find ourselves in places where we need to say, Lord, help. And we need to say, Christ, come and do your good and new work right now. Let's pray together. Kind Father, thank you for the gift of your son, Christ Jesus, to us and to the world. Thank you for the joy that he brings. Give us open hearts to receive the goodness, the holiness, the faith he wants to give us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, we pray. Amen.